jumping when you need them. Blackhawks Live. Bedard takes the puck. Scores! What a goal by Connor Bedard. Kaylee Chelios. Unbelievable by Connor Bedard. Not even looking. He makes the goaltender Bobrovsky think that he's going to pass it and just puts it in. Love the celebration at the Panthers fans, too. From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Beauty. That's six goals in six straight games for the rookie. Now, here's Joe Brand. More phenomenal stuff from our guy Ernie Scatton here at 720 WGN. And yes, we will be talking a lot about the kid tonight. How could you not? Four goals in the state of Florida. Six points in two games. Nick Felino says he's really starting to figure things out in this league. And it's scary. I think I'd have to agree with him. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. Our producer is Jack Heinrich. We're going to be talking to Kaylee Chelios after the 7.30 news. She was on the call with Chris Foster's over on the TV side of things this past weekend as the Hawks went 1-1-0 in the state of Florida, taking down the Tampa Bay Lightning, nearly getting at least a point against the Florida Panthers. They do fall short in their most recent game yesterday. There was still a good response from this team after... A players-only team meeting back on last Sunday. We've talked about how that's been an issue this year, but the main story is still Connor Bedard. And I was just talking with John Hansen on Crosstalk, and actually talked with John earlier today when he was filling in for John Williams. And he asked me if this was Connor Bedard's coming out party. And I was thinking about that phrase, and okay, it's it's one we jump to, right, when when a player really succeeds and shows his potential, his or her potential, and performs at a high level and just kind of takes the world or or the region by storm. But we expected that from Connor Bedard. We knew he was capable of that. And this is more what we were just waiting to see. So is it really his coming out party if we knew he was capable of doing this? We were tossing around some other ideas. Just as John was ending his show, he brought up his inauguration, his graduation. I don't know if I can justify those. Uh, off the air, he, he, he said his communion. I, I don't think that really qualifies. I, I went to 12 years of Catholic school. I, I, I think I can uh, determine that one's not suitable. I asked Kevin Powell. He said a glimpse of what we're all hoping for. And yeah, that's that's correct, but... Does it describe what he achieved this weekend? My theory is, my idea for the best way to classify it is Connor Bedard's first birthday party. If you want to claim his his arrival to the Blackhawks, his birth, if you will, that was the draft. And maybe the draft lottery was, I don't know, a, a pregnancy announcement, if we're really going down this road. But he's born, he's officially a Chicago Blackhawk, and this is, it's not a year into his career with the Hawks, but this is the first milestone, I guess. The first wow moment. The first, okay, now I get it. Now I get what this is all about. I mean, think about how big a first birthday party is for the parents, right? 
and the family. They want to enjoy it. I mean, a lot of times, I think, I'm not a dad, but I think you invite almost everybody to the first birthday party, right? And then everything else just kind of trickles down after that. And you start to invite less and less people and order less pizzas for the party. So I don't know. Jack Heinrich, producer, do you, do you have a phrase that would be better to describe Connor Bedard's four-goal, two-game performance? I was thinking more Bedard's eruption. Eruption. Kind of like a volcano. You know it's going <laughs> to erupt. Okay. If we're stretching. All right. But first eruption, so okay, it's like it's it's a volcano that's going to keep erupting eventually. Yeah, something. Okay. The birthday party was good. I was trying to think, though, because it, it, you're right. We were like, we were kind of waiting for this to happen. We knew it was going to happen. But it was just a matter of when. And if it didn't happen as quickly as it did, maybe there might be some antsy people. But he was already... And I, and I don't want to call his first goal his first birthday party because you knew he was going to score goals. But to dominate at this level and to do what he did, it's, it's how he created these goals. It's the fact that Luke Richardson brought up, I'd like to see a little bit more from the forward check from him. And what does he do? He makes these wicked passes, the one in Tampa in the neutral zone where he feeds Nick Foligno. And that is that is hand-eye coordination. That is just his ability to see that in that split second of a moment, to turn his blade, to poke the puck backwards to Nick Foligno on the near wall, and then to turn it into a scoring chance, and then succeed on the scoring chance. Then the steal of the puck of Stenlin yesterday against Florida takes less than two seconds to shoot the puck and slip it over Bobrovsky's shoulder. I mean, that is what we were expecting. That's what he was doing in juniors. And the NHL is a whole nother animal. But now he's starting to feel the comfort level that I think he was feeling in juniors. And he's not playing as timid. And I don't even think he was playing that timid at the beginning. I think there could have been an extra push for just a little bit more confidence, a little bit more hard-nosed play. But I don't think he was playing shy. But now he's just not holding anything back. We do have some sound from Nick Felino after the game on Sunday against the Florida Panthers. Let's hear what Nick Felino had to say. Oh, yeah, those are special. I mean, not both of them are just great individual efforts. And, um, you know, that's what he does for you. When you have a player like that, I played with a couple that we call them game breakers, right? They, they either win you the game or they, they keep you in a game like tonight where maybe we didn't deserve that. But, you know, he, he's able to do it sometimes in, in the way he plays and his individual efforts and his abilities, right? And um, you appreciate that because uh, you don't want it to bail you out every night, but those are the guys that can sometimes get you a win that, uh, that you maybe don't deserve. And I was hoping to, you know, hopefully he was get that third one but uh you know it's nice to see him rolling and feeling good about it you can see the game is starting to slow down for him which is scary game is starting to slow down for him from the 773 area code they compare it to the bedard moon landing i like it it's thinking outside the box but is he is he going to land on the moon a couple more times and and what's What's the next step after landing on the moon? Landing on Mars or something like that? I, I, I like the thought process. If you want to join in, 312-981-7200. Give us a call. Give us a text. From the 847 area code, it's like an appetizer at a good steakhouse. I, I can't believe I didn't think of a food reference, or Kevin Powell didn't think of a food reference when I posed him with this question. He's one of the food guys here. But yeah, no, that that's a good one. Because 
But but again, what he did, two goals in back-to-back games, four goals in a two-game span, like that's a, that's a great entree on its own, right? That's a great steak on its own. So if that's the appetizer, okay, is a hat trick the solid steak, the Wagyu? Wagyu, do I, do I always mispronounce that one wrong? That's what a hat trick is. It's the top sirloin, cooked exactly how you like it. So I don't know. I, I, I'm still going to stick with mine because I'm biased and it was my idea and this is my show. And I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, his first birthday party makes the most sense in my eyes. But yeah, if you, uh, if you got another idea, 312-981-7200. As great as it was to see what Connor Bedard did, this team also showed another example of good response after facing some adversity. Last Blackhawks Live, we were talking about the players-only team meeting that came after the loss at home to New Jersey, which really wasn't even that devastating of a loss. But this team does continue to hold high standards to themselves. They went into Tampa, a very good team. They beat Tampa, and they're still looking for those back-to-back wins. They're still looking for a win after a win. They were close on Sunday against Florida. Their best period was the third period, but they came up short. But I don't think it was another one of those devastating losses, whether in our eyes, in Luke Richardson's eyes, or in the veterans' eyes. I think there were still a lot of positives to pull from that loss. Uh, Robin's got an idea of where we should go with our Bedard phrase. Go ahead, Robin. Well, I think Connor Bedard, uh, his play, yes, it was timid at first, but I correlate that with a little girl performing in her first dance recital. Okay. Of course you're going to be nervous, and you don't want to make mistakes, so you're being very cautious. And then after your second or third, you're really comfortable on the stage, and that's exactly where he's at. Are you he's, a th- got, he's got it. Robin, are you a theater coach? Oh, heck no. I'm, I'm a dancer. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. I could be, but <laughs> all right. So, but but no, okay. Just... Here, here. Stay with me now for a moment because it, are, when you're like when when you're in a play, and there's a couple shows put together, right? Like, oh, we have three shows. We have two shows on Thursday, or maybe a show every day of the weekend, and then the Sunday matinee right. is the best show. The last one. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So maybe, <laughs> so maybe that's what it's like. He had a great show on Friday. But it's only going to get better with more experience and more performances. Oh, absolutely, but but also you're going to need a couple more players to help them along the way. I... Just as good, or you know, uh, a wingman. You're, you're going to need you're going to need like a, another Guy Lafleur. You know, Guy Lafleur could skate like I mean, he reminds Connor Bedard kind of reminds me of Guy Lafleur's skating ability. But you're going to need somebody that can glide along with him and and be his partner. A couple more castmates, a couple more backup dancers, if you will. Correct. Correct. Robin, great call. Great call. Thank you very much. I appreciate you chiming in. Oh, no problem. Have a great night. You too. That is Robin with a a great call. Uh, A few more texts here from the 920. I think this is Connor's proof in the pudding. Okay, continuing on with the food topic uh, from the 312 area code. The realization of Connor Bedard. I like that because it could be either... Connor Bedard's realization of how he belongs here at the NHL or the fan base's realization of what Connor Bedard is capable of. 
Listen, we, we've got a lot more to talk about with Connor Bedard. We are going to have Kaylee Chelios after the 7.30 news, and uh, more to talk about this Blackhawks response with a win in Tampa and a loss to the Florida Panthers. But really quick, it's that time of year again when some of your neighbors really need help with inflation near all-time highs. Life is difficult for many Chicagoans, and right now, people more than ever are living paycheck to paycheck. One missed paycheck can mean the difference between buying groceries or keeping the lights on. Imagine not being able to put Thanksgiving dinner on the table for your family. That's the reality for too many families. Now more than ever, the Salvation Army needs needs your help to ensure everyone has a hot meal, a warm bed, and gifts under the tree this holiday season. Your donation goes further than you realize. So please join WGN Radio and the Salvation Army to help your neighbors have a happy Thanksgiving. And new this year, you can become a virtual bell ringer for the WGN Radio Kettle. Sign up and help raise even more money for those most in need. Go to WGNRadio.com, click on the kettle on our homepage, and help us make a difference. More Connor Bedard talk, more Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN. Of course, we're talking about Connor Bedard. Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. We heard from Nick Foligno in the first segment talking about how sometimes those types of players can kind of bail you out in certain games. I do think that Sunday the Hawks did not have much business staying that close with the Florida Panthers had it not been for Bedard. He had two goals that really answered back in in huge situations. And again, it's how he just produced the scoring chance all on his own to find the back of the net and get the Hawks back on the board. Uh, From the 224 area code, they just texted in Connor Boom. So that's the latest phrase we have to uh, classify what Bedard did this past weekend. We were talking about it. Would you call it a coming out party? I wouldn't because we knew what he was capable of. We knew that Connor Bedard could do something like this. So I use the phrase his first birthday party because hopefully there's a lot more to come like that and more great times for the Hawks. It's not just Bedard and Kevin Korczynski and the young talent they have on the roster right now. There is still a lot of exciting pieces in this depth system. Uh, Nick Lardis of the Brantford Bulldogs of the Ontario Hockey League, he's a Blackhawks prospect. We actually talked to him during the preseason. He was playing on Bedard's line during the uh, prospect showcase up in St. Paul. But Nick Lardis set a record for his team's history. He scored two goals within 10 seconds. Two quickest goals by a Brantford Bulldog in team history. And Nick Lardis with 12 goals in 17 games this year. Paul Ludwinski, another guy that the Hawks have a high ceiling on, he's the captain over in Kingston. He's on a nine-game point streak where he's totaling up 14 points total. So it's happening in junior. It's happening at Rockford, too. I know Colton Dock finally became an ice hog recently and. They're liking his play there. Drew Camesso earlier this year, I think, was the youngest Ice Hogs goaltender to pitch a shutout for them in the AHL. And Camesso, a, a huge piece of this goaltending depth for the Hawks. I did see some flack about Arvid Sutterbloom in yesterday's game against the Florida Panthers. I'm not ready to, to jump on harsh criticism of Arvid Sutterbloom. And honestly... If you're a Hawks fan, you got to like what's going on right now with how well Peter Mrazek's doing with, okay, if it's an up-and-down year for Arvid Sutterbloom, he's still a young guy. This is still his first year consistently in the NHL. You'd like 
him to go through these growing pains. I, I'm just very surprised to see fans so quick to throw the idea of Arvid Sutterbloom out the window. And maybe it's not many. I know it's not all. But the Hawks' goaltending situation seems pretty good right now because they might have the ability to move Peter Mrazek for some future assets if he continues to be this consistent and this solid this year. And then you've got Sutterbloom who can eat up a lot of games after this season if he plays a whole year here at the NHL, which I assume he would. And then Drew Comesso is just right there kind of knocking on the door, ready to come into the NHL pretty soon. Not to mention Adam Guyon, who they have. He's the goaltender for Green Bay. I mean, that aspect looks pretty solid for the Hawks right now. I, I was just, that piqued my interest when I saw so much flack going on Arvid Sutterbloom just after a, a one rough game. And I know that's not his only rough game. The other one was Arizona, but Luke Richardson even said today the Hawks haven't, doing a, haven't been doing a fantastic job of putting him into a position to succeed. So you got to keep that in mind, too. The 815 area code, Connor Bedard's Excellent Adventure. Okay, so we're kind of just making movies for Connor Bedard now. That's that's cool, too. Uh, from the 847, Connor Bedard, a preview. Oh, Connor Bedard Weekend, a preview at a preview of the highlight movie. Okay, all right. I like it. I like it. Maybe that's like the pilot. This is the pilot episode of hopefully a very long-running and very successful I don't want to call it a sitcom, but series. I like Excellent Adventure. I like that one. Excellent Adventure. Okay. So you would go and see that flick, Gabe? Absolutely. Okay. So put me and Gabe down for a, a date to the movies for Connor Bedard's Excellent Adventure. I'll buy the popcorn. I'll get I'll get a giant soda. Okay. All right. Two straws, though. Well, well actually, I can, I can get you your own giant soda if you want. Okay. All right. I'll, there I'll, you go. I'll take my own giant soda. Perfect. Caffeine or non-caffeinated? Uh, dealer's choice. I'm down for whatever. There we go. All right. Kaylee Chelios is going to be joining us after Gabe's news as we continue to talk about what Connor Bedard did over the weekend and how this Blackhawks team is looking a few weeks into the season now. Gabe Salgado's got your news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. This is Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. It was a fun, fun weekend for Connor Bedard down in the Sunshine State. Six points. In two games, four goals, two against Tampa, two against the Florida Panthers, and the Hawks finish one and one on the trip. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. Our guest tonight is Kaylee Chelio. She's been on this show before. You've heard her here on 720 WGN Radio, and she got a front row seat to not only the mom's trip, but the Connor Bedard first birthday party is what we're calling it, Kaylee. I'll, I'll let you in on that in a moment, but... Uh, just first things first, well, no, first things first, thank you for joining us, um, but what was your experience watching Connor Bedard this weekend like? Thanks for having me, Joe, anytime. I love to be on the show with you, and it's really, really exciting. I I mean, of course, it sweetened the deal, and it was an added bonus this season getting the number one pick of the draft, but watching Bedard... Um, just how comfortable he is at the moment and when he's locked in at 18 years old and, you know, this early on already in the season to take control in games and bring the team into the fight himself at times um, or really ignite, I guess, the the comebacks that he did in the last two games in Florida uh, was spectacular. I mean, obviously the shot is 
unbelievable. You're you're somewhat prepared to see what he does, but it still amazes you. But it's just the moments, the big moments, less than a minute to go in the period, 30 seconds to go, uh, drawing a big power play opportunity. Like He's just so mature, and he's good. He's, he's really been a lot of fun to watch, and this weekend was, was no different. I think he had a little extra pep in his step with mom in the building. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, earlier we were talking about it being his coming out party, but I just I don't like that phrase for him because I don't think that, you know, it was a surprise to see that. We knew he could do this. We knew he'd be capable of it. That's why I, I like to call it his first birthday party because, you know, we knew he was going to be a Blackhawk, so he couldn't be born into the Blackhawks organization. He was already there. This is our first, like, celebration of what he's capable of and how he can just overtake a game. And, I mean, that's that's just the most astounding thing is these last two games just seemed so much different than the first 11. And even though he was succeeding in the first 11, but it was just something about these last two games. Yeah, 100%. I think the team is maturing a little bit more and, you know, it hasn't been a 60-minute effort. It hasn't been pretty even in some of their wins, but he's been consistent. And I think he's, like I said earlier, I think it's just being more comfortable. That was kind of his biggest question mark in training camp. I mean, he's confident. He has a lot of swagger. He's very smart, very mature at 18 years old in terms of how to handle himself and how to handle the big moments as he has uh, throughout his entire career. That's been obvious, but it was going to be how comfortable is he going to be with the speed and pace and the physicality of the NHL. It's going to adjust a little bit for his timing. Where can he get a shot off? You know, can he go one-on-two or one-on-three and when not to do that? Sometimes it's not going to work. It's going to work, you know, things in juniors that didn't work. That So I think it's it's amazing to see that it's only taken this many games for him to start to, to connect a little bit and, and realize. But still outstanding to see. I mean, he really is exciting. His, the way he skates, the way he can pull the puck out wide and bring it in tight, the flex, um, you know, just his head when you watch him skate you know, the deception that he plays with because of the way he skates is kind of unique. And I think Luke Richardson had said it's like the wide base and he can move other people around just with his skating ability to open up, you know, a position to shot, a lane to the net or a pass. So he's just getting more and more comfortable, I think is what it is. He has the skills. He's got the IQ, I think is, is also a huge part of his game. And then he's got this deception too that, Reminds me a lot of like Patrick Kane or, or Nikita Kucherov. Uh, they're just so creative and they see the plays at another level that other players can't and don't see it. So he's so young, but to have that on full display and how serious he takes his, his job, I think has been really impressive. We're, talk- we're talking with Kaylee Chelio. She was on the TV call with Chris Foster's over the weekend. Who enjoyed the mom's trip more, Kaylee, you or your mom? <laughs> You know what? It was so cool. It was honestly, and I was talking about this with a lot of the other moms, uh, especially some of the veteran moms whose kids have played for a few years now. Like, we, you don't have that one-on-one time with your mom. Um, you know, I, I don't think I had since I was at a hockey tournament or a lacrosse tournament in high school. Wow. So it, it's really rare to get four days with your mom. And the guys were all so lucky to get a whole day off and then a practice day. So no flying uh, easy commute from Tampa to 
South Florida. My mom had a ball. Um, she ate like there was no food left in the world. <laughs> That's just how it works. At the, as you know, the Never Hungry League. So the moms had a great time. My mom loved it. We were already trying to plan our next gal's trip. It reignited the flame. I made her sleep in my hotel room with me. I had the option to give her her own, and I said no. So it was great waking up and having coffee, talking shop with mom. That's so cool. Yeah, I was talking to Chris Vosters this morning about that at, at practice, how he was saying like uh, he didn't realize that he never really had a, a one-on-one experience with his mom in so long because you know life just gets in the way and you get busy and, and nobody thinks otherwise. Um, yeah, even but, for these young guys, you know, some of the like junior players and the ones who go off to billet families, COVID changed a lot because they weren't able to go as long and stay away for as long and the season shut down, but you, you really don't spend that one-on-one time with your parents. You're on the bus all the time and it's really not it's at that level. Like it's much, much younger that you're, you need mom and dad to stay in the hotel rooms with you. Well, and your dad has said multiple times, even on these own airwaves that he thinks that you are his child that acts most like him. So I'm really intrigued to see <laughs> what your mom is like, if if you're more like your dad. So what's your mom like, Kaylee? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but my <laughs> mom is opposite. She's not a sports fan. I'd never seen her wear a jersey until she wore That was the first Chelios jersey I've ever seen her wow. wear. She put mine on that I gave her for the trip. Um, she had some pretty good one-liners on there that just definitely blew her cover that she's not a sports fan <laughs> on the trip, but great. She's more of a book on the beach. Um, I will say she is the rock of the family. She holds it all together. Super smart, much more, uh, conservative in manner. And she certainly doesn't put down El Bandito tequila <laughs> like my dad does or myself. So, she is our, uh, we love her. She's our rock, but she's certainly the opposite of a traditional Chelios. That's awesome. Well, you need that balance in life. Everyone does. So exactly. Glad That's to hear that she's providing that. Um, Kaylee, mm-hmm. you're no stranger to the broadcast booth, but you are getting a lot more reps over on the TV side of things this year. What do you like most about the television broadcast? I love it. I love doing studio, and we have a great crew with. Pat Boyle, who does an outstanding job, uh, he works incredibly hard to put on a great show, and everyone behind the scenes, and then the addition of Tony Granato and John Scott has been uh, incredible. Really cool, very smart hockey minds, different perspectives, and, and guys who have been around and, and stayed around the game for a long time. So those two analysts and working with Pat have helped me tremendously, and then uh, there's really nothing like jumping into a game and doing color. I think more reps is the key for me. I'm still inexperienced and would love to do as many as possible, but it's it's such a great feeling going into a game and getting the energy of the crowd and watching the players and the team live from up top and that view and, and trying to... It, it's a really big challenge for me. I'm still trying to learn how to not overthink it and to you know be more concise. There's just so many things during the broadcast that come into your head that you're not really watching it as a fan sometimes and I think for me, that's what's needed. You know, I I love watching it as a fan, and I forget that sometimes when I'm trying to be more of an analyst and put my analyst hat on. So it's it's really been a great challenge, and I'm just really appreciative of the opportunity and the generosity of both Eddie Olchek before me and and then Darren Pang to, you know, give me their seats for a little bit um, 
you know, to give me a shot at this. So I absolutely love it. To answer your question, not short. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. There's nothing like an in-game broadcast. I mean, I, I will die on that hill. It's just you're, you're part of the game, even if you're not. And, and you're right. You, you do ride the roller coaster ride that the fans do, but yet you're a part of it. It's, it's quite an experience. Um, but don't sell yourself short, Kaylee, because you, you pick up a lot of great things. The one Bedard goal in Tampa where... He just steals it, or, or no, I'm sorry, it was the Florida goal um, where he steals the puck from Stenland and makes it look like he's going to pass. Our own Ernie Scatton, who makes the show bumps, the intros to our show, he pulled that clip of you breaking down that call because he's like, I was sitting on the couch saying that same exact thing, and then Kaylee said it. So uh, <laughs> you're, you're connecting with the fans in that way. I, I just want to let you know that that was straight from Ernie Scatton's uh Mouth, but. Thank you. I'm I'm glad it worked out. It doesn't always, but I I thought I I mean again his the way he skates and the way he uses his head deception right. always on the ice like his head is always up. He knows where the puck is. That's such a like a hard skill to learn for players like in their seventh, eighth, ninth years to be able to not have to look down and know where the puck is and. He's already doing that at 18 better than most guys I've seen in the league do it. Another great young talent the Hawks have right now is Kevin Korchinski. It looks like he had a sit-down with them. That'll be in the Blackhawks Insider podcast. That looks pretty cool. Anything that you really took to home from that conversation? I did. It was great. You know, I love people from Saskatoon. They're so fun to talk to. And his mom, or sorry, Kevin had never actually been to the state of Florida ever. So it was his first time. He took it, He and his mom went to the water, and he was just kind of enamored by the ocean and the way everything looked and the beaches and the crowd and, and everybody there, it's very different from home for him where I, usually they all have cabins and lake houses, a lot of fishing and a lot of cabin hopping at friends' houses um, back home in Saskatoon. So I think just, you know, it's cool to see the moms all together. And like Kevin's mom is obviously young and she's got a young son in the city and the way the older moms, like Seth Jones' mom, Amy, who was super popular, kind of, I think, gave them a lot of comfort and reassurance that it's a really good group that the Blackhawks have. Their families are tremendous, and their young kids are getting a lot of support. So I think for Kevin, I mean, he's just so young. I'm 30, and I have, you know, two kids, one on the way, and seeing him at 19, you know, try to talk about what life is like. It's like I, I was in such a different position when I was 19 years old. So I think that was just kind of the most interesting part is you forget about how young these players are with all the pressure and hype and everything that they have going on. And it's nice to see them kind of come back, you know, with their moms around. They're they're a little bit more comfortable and and just, like, easier. It's easy to connect, you know. That's, those are people who are really important to them. So it was cool to see, you know, him and his mom just talk about, his childhood and his career and a little bit of the behind the scenes about what young Kevin was like as a, as a young player in juniors and before that. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy to say what a young Kevin was like when he's still 19 years old right now. It's, I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. Kaylee, thank you very much. I know you were on the mom's trip, but like you said, you're a mom yourself. And uh, I know that uh, days away and traveling can really turn into a grind. So we appreciate you taking some of your Monday evening for us. And uh, we'll let you go back to being super mom now. Thank you. I don't know about that. It was a war zone when I came home. I'm <laughs> currently taking a workshop class on parenting strategies for your speech. Well, so it's, uh, it was worth it, but it humbled me really quick to come back home. You didn't have to chase any hawks out of the chicken coop or anything when you got home? 
Nope, not this time. Every chicken's accounted for. I feel good. My Sherwood has not had to do any work while I was gone. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. You probably you probably scared them all away. They're, they're, they probably learned their lesson then, I'm guessing. Yeah, me and that white chicken, my one brave <laughs> chicken that didn't know what, hawk, what a hawk was. Check it out. Yeah, no. Yeah, check out uh, Kaylee Chelios' Instagram to catch that reference. All right, Kaylee, thank you very much. I'll uh, I'll see you around the rink in a couple of days, okay? Sorry to it. Thanks, Joe. Anytime. All righty. That is Kaylee Chelios. She was on the TV call with Chris Foster's this past weekend. You've heard her breaking down games. You see her on TV on pre and post over on the TV side of things on NBC Sports Chicago, and it's it's just always great to chat with her about a number of things because – She's pretty humble as much as she was talking about the players. I mean, it's not often that you get someone who's on the air talking about how they want to get better at it. A lot of times us in this profession and this job just always feel like we got to know exactly what we're talking about and having the right answers at all times. But Kaylee is pretty much as as true and and natural and reasonable as you get. So uh, I, I was definitely thrilled to get her on the show tonight to recap the mom's trip because it's cool because you could get it in uh, a couple of different aspects and, and break down Connor Bedard's game and also the mom's trip. And, and by the way, that is such a cool, unique thing that the Hawks do. It just seems like it does so many things on so many different levels, not just on the hockey side. So it's a very cool, nice little touch by the Hawks, and hopefully they continue it for years on end. We got one more break. We got one more second segment. It's going to be Jack's last thoughts when we wrap up Blackhawks Live next on 720 WGN. One last quick stop here on Blackhawks Live. We call this last segment Jack's last thoughts. At least I think that's what I dubbed it last week. Was that am I consistent with that, Jack? Yep. Okay. Jack's last thoughts. Go ahead, Jack. I mean, Connor Vidar, I'm excited for uh Thursday and the more home games coming up because um the UC was rocking um last weekend they were here and um these fans get to see Connor Bedard and I think everyone even like a lot of casual fans are starting to watch every night so that atmosphere at the UC will be um really fun and I'm excited to hang out with you every other day when the schedule picks up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get we're going to be getting real close these uh next couple of months. Um it was the Florida game where Bedard scored early in the second period to give the Hawks a 4 nothing lead. And I, I talked about it on the postgame show, but just Troy Murray's reaction to yeah. him scoring that goal just kind of looked at me and just raised his eyebrows and just, whew, and I was just laughing. Um, I've been doing that a lot lately from some <laughs> of these goals from Bedard. But also just the fans at the United Center kind of went quiet when he got the puck Mm -hmm. because they knew what might happen and then it did and then it just erupted to your volcano reference yeah um yeah no people are are starting to catch on yeah a couple of my friends went to the game and they aren't big hockey people but they're texting me during the game They're like this guy's sick and it's (laughs) like you're getting all these people in into it now and that's what you like to see there is a lot of hockey coming up next broadcast is thursday against the tampa bay lightning once that starts There's basically a game every other day until Christmas. Look at the schedule. I'm serious. You could stretch it out. There's a game every other day. Big thanks to our producer, Jack Heinrich. Big thanks to Kaylee Chelios and the Blackhawks for helping us out with that guest. Again, next game is on Thursday against Tampa. Vandal Sportsbook pregame show at 630. I'm Joe Brand. Gabe Salgado has your news next. After that, it's the best of John Landecker here on 720 WGN.